everybody, welcome back to our podcast, Our Messy Rainbows. The reason that we call it Our Messy Rainbows is because our thoughts and emotions are our rainbow, but sometimes it can get a bit messy, so that's why we call it Our Messy Rainbows. And we hope you enjoy listening to this episode. Enjoy! Rainbows. We called the podcast Our Messy Rainbows because our thoughts and emotions can sometimes feel messy, but we all have rainbows inside of us. We are Dee and Ray, the host of the, the podcast. Today we are so excited to welcome Karen Duck. Karen is a Paralympic athlete and is helping people to find their inner goal throughout Quest 79. Hi, Karen. Hi, Dean Ray. Thank you for having me. Hi. How are you feeling today? How am I feeling? I'm feeling good. I've been, I'm very lucky to be in a place that's a little bit sunnier than, than the UK at the moment. So I'm in an island called Mallorca from the, on the, in Spain, and it's been a beautiful day. So I've been to see the sea and I've seen the mountains and I've done a bit of work, and I've seen a friend, so it's been a really good day. Thank you. I'm feeling good. <laughs> and excited to be here with you two doing this. <laughs> I am too. What is the mount- What does the mountain look like? What does the mountain here look like? Yes. Yeah. So the mountains in Mallorca are called the Tramontana Mountains. It looks a bit like the word trauma. So the mountains look like they've had a lot of trauma. They're really kind of jagged and pointy and rocky and some trees lower down, but really lots of raw rock and really spectacular, like sharp mountain ridges and edges. And then the sea is right next to them. So it looks very dramatic. The mountains just fall down into the sea in big cliffs. So I love the mountains here. They're really beautiful. Wow, that sounds amazing. Wow. Karen? <laughs> it says you'll have to come and visit them one day. If we do, I would love to see them. And Karen, you're a Paralympic athlete, so how did you get into sports? How did I get into sport? Well, when I was younger... I always used to go walking with my mum and dad at weekends and I always used to complain about it mm-hmm. because I never wanted to go out in the rain and always used to moan about going out walking. But I really enjoyed it as well, especially in our holidays. We used to go to places like the Lake Districts and North Wales and go for walks in the mountains. So I think when I, I grew up really liking being in nature and being outdoors, um, except when it was raining. So I think it began then. And then when I was at school, when I was probably about 15 or 16, I saw an advert to go on an expedition for young people. And you had to learn how to, you had to choose whether you wanted to do the walking group or the cycling group or the climbing group or the trekking or the base camp group. There was different options. And I chose the cycling group. So I obviously must have liked cycling from being quite young. But it really changed my life because we had to train as a team for a year to go on the expedition. 
and that meant once a month going away for a weekend and and going cycling mountain biking together and I had to get really fit for it and then I didn't really do that much sport before so I had to begin by doing a little bit every day and trying to get strong so I think that's what got me into doing sports Um, and when I became paralyzed I knew that I just wanted to be able to keep moving my body so I had to find new sports to do because obviously I couldn't run and walk and climb and ride a normal bike anymore Wow, what does Paralympic mean? I think it might mean originally parallel Olympics. So it was an Olympics that was invented to run alongside the normal Olympics. And I think it might have originally meant parallel Olympics, so kind of running at the same time, but for people with disabilities. So in the Paralympics, there's lots of people who can't use their body in a way that most people can so they might be missing a leg or an arm or maybe they can't walk like me or maybe they've got eyesight that's damaged and so they can't see properly so everybody has something which gives them a physical um is physically different than for most people so it means that maybe they have to use a different kind of piece of equipment or do something differently does that make sense have you watched the paralympics no, I think we've never even watched the Olympics as well. No. I'm thinking that probably you weren't, you were barely even born when the last Olympics happened, which is really weird for me to think about because it seems like last year, but it was 2016, so that was five years ago, and you're you've just turned seven, haven't you? I've just turned. Well, I'm going to be ten in May. And Ray is seven. She just turned seven on March twentieth. Okay. Yeah. So Ray, you wouldn't have. You would only be really tiny when the last Olympics was on. And I would be about like five or something. Four or five or something. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think yeah. I would have remembered it too. Oh well. Hopefully, you can watch the one this year when it's in Japan in Tokyo. Wow. Do you like travelling around the world to go to the Paralympics? I love travelling. I love learning about other countries and seeing how other people live. And I think we can learn a lot from seeing people and places in other parts of the world because everybody's different and has different ways of doing things and different beliefs. And I really love it to discover other places and other people and other cultures. Well, when you go um, to another country, um, how long do you stay there when you're competing in the Paralympics? Um, For the Paralympics, you'd probably stay for maybe two or three weeks. So you might arrive a week or two weeks before your race and then leave maybe a few days after it. It depends when it's scheduled, but most people are probably there for two or three weeks. But then before you go, you usually do a few weeks with it with your team um, somewhere as a kind of pre-Olympic camp to make sure that you don't catch any colds and you're training really hard and you're sleeping really well. So really you're away for at least a month when there's a, an Olympics or a Paralympics. Wow. How did you feel when you first won your gold medal? I think I couldn't, but part of me was in shock 
because the race for me, the one I won the gold medal in in the Rio Paralympics, lots of things went wrong during in the race. My chain fell off my bike and I had to stop and actually put my brake on and then pick the chain up with my fingers and put it back on. And also I had a shoulder injury the week before, which meant that my shoulder wasn't very, wasn't feeling very good. So when I got to the end of the race, the race that I won the gold in, you don't really know how you've done until everybody's finished the race because everybody sets off at one minute intervals. And then you only know if you're doing well, if you catch people up and nobody catches you up. But you don't really know how well you've done until you wait for everybody to finish and you look at all the times. So I didn't think I'd done very well. And I put a towel over my head and I was feeling a bit disappointed because I really believed that I could win a gold in it, but thought I hadn't done it. Mm-hmm. And then the team manager came over and ripped the towel off my head and he just shouted gold at me. And I was so happy and everyone everyone was so really happy. It's a, mm-hmm. an amazing feeling when you've wow. worked really hard for something. I bet you can think of something where you've worked really hard and then it comes true or happens. It's a nice feeling. Yes, and when you won the gold medal, um, if that's really funny because you thought you weren't going to win, but you actually won the gold medal, not even a silver, but a gold. I know. I didn't even think I'd won anything. I thought I was way. I thought maybe I was near the near the last, but yeah, it all worked out well. What does Quest Seventy Nine mean, and? Why did you start it? So Quest 79 began after I won the gold medal. So before I was doing Paralympics, I used to like studying rocks. I was a geologist and I was studying gold. But I forgot that 79 is the the number for gold. in At school, when you learn about all the different metals and elements in the world, every one of them has a number and gold is number 79. And then in Rio, I won the 79th medal for Britain. And then this number 79 just kept appearing all the time. And I thought, this is strange. Why does number 79 keep appearing in my life? So I decided to invent this project called Quest 79, which is for me has been um, about raising £79,000 for a charity and cycling across seven continents in nine rides to do that. And I wanted other people, I thought it'd be really nice for other people to do something that was different and just a bit stretching for them. Because I think when we do something that just challenges us a little bit, we always learn something really amazing and discover some gold inside ourselves. So I call it finding your inner gold. Mm -hmm. And you, you two are doing just that. You've started a podcast series and suddenly you're doing 79 episodes and... What are you learning? Do you think you're do you you're enjoying it? Yes, I think we're learning different stuff. Like um, the things that we learn in school are good, but like we don't learn the stuff that we learn on the podcast because I don't think we talk much about mental health, and we just talk about like um, passing our exams and stuff. And I think it's good to talk about that, but it's also good to um, talk about your feelings and stuff so that's yeah yeah that's and sometimes I think maybe that's why I've done my Olympic things is and maybe why you're doing the podcast is when we have a goal that's something we're excited about when we get when we like what we do and it gets us excited and I could see how excited you you two are about doing these podcasts 
then it gives us lots of motivation. It keeps us happier and that keeps our heads happier. So I think it's good for our mental health to have goals that are exciting for us. Yes, definitely. And Karen, you said um, the number 79 keeps popping up in your life. Does it still happen today? Like, not today, but does it still happen? Yeah, it feels like there's some kind of special power that keeps saying, this is good, it's okay, keep going. So last weekend I was riding my bike and I went to a valley that I always go through but never, ever before did I see the number 79 carved in a stone on the wall. And at first I thought I'd imagined it. So then I stopped my bike and went back and looked and it was really a number 79 in a stone on the wall, just on its own in the middle of this valley in the middle of nowhere. And I thought, that's so weird. It could have been any number, but it was number 79 just sat there. Wow, so. that sounds crazy. Do you have <laughs> any messages for anyone that wants to take a part in Quest 79? Yeah, my message would be that if there's something that you love to do, why don't you think about something you could do related to it, connected to the number 79, the magic number of gold, and just see if you could do a little bit more of that thing that you like to do. So maybe you do something 79 times or for 79 days or something and I guarantee that people will really go on a journey like they've never been on before. And if people want some inspiration, there's some really lovely stories on the website for Quest 79. So it's just quest79.com. And on there, there's some stories. And there's also a list of the kinds of things that people are doing, like you. And um, every time I read it, well, I write it, obviously. I add all the stories onto it every weekend. And every time I add the stories, I get really inspired by just thinking about how amazing people are and how many special people there are in the world and how when we put our energy into something that we love to do and we're passionate about it, it has this magical power to make the world a better place. So I would just say, yeah, try and join in the magic and get inspired and inspire people around you by just doing something that you love to do. Karen? What do you think? What do you think of that idea? I think that's amazing. Karen, can I tell you something? Ray is seven and I'm nine and that will make 79. So we're 70. <laughs> We've got the digit, digits of 79. Ray's I know, it makes it even extra special. And that's, I updated the website at the weekend to say that, that you've got, that you're seven and nine. <laughs> Ray realised that yesterday. And I was like, oh, yes, we are. And I just That's thought, really magical, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's crazy because we could have met you last year and then we would be like, uh, like a year younger, but we met you when we are seven and nine. I know. I love it. It's perfect. <laughs> yes. What are your Thank hopes? you. Um, Karen, what are your hopes for the future? My hopes for the future, oh, wow. I don't know where to start with that one. I have so many hopes for the future. I hope that when we come out of lockdown, that everybody has had enough time to think about how we live as a planet and how we can change how we're living to be more kind to each other 
and more kind to ourselves and more kind to nature and try and make the way that we're all living so it's more sustainable and um, looking after everybody and everything. That's my big hope for the future. Mm-hmm. I have to work hard at it too because it's so we're so we get used to habits of things that we do and you know doing things that aren't always good for ourselves or the people around us or the planet. So I think we all have to get better at changing our habits. Like I'm trying not to buy plastic bottles anymore because I like the idea of not producing, not using as much plastic in the world. Yes. But we can all do small things and make big changes. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. How about you? Am I allowed to ask you what your hopes are for the future? Yes, you are. My hope for the future is getting 79 episodes out and try to get a more plays on our podcast episode. And not to do with the podcast is like maybe... I don't know, really. I think just be happy. Be happy. That's a good hope for the future. That's a good hope for today. Be happy every day as much as we can. Yes. You're helping people do that by making this, helping people give ideas to people to make their heads more full of rainbows instead of messiness. Yes. Karen, I can't stop smiling. I'm trying to stop my mouth from smiling because it's hurting so much, but I can't stop (laughs) smiling. Me neither. You're making me smile too. It's good. Thank you. It's okay. And Karen, do you have any final words? I just want to say how grateful I am to meet you both and that you're doing this. It's one of the most special stories and I really love it. And I love it even more that you're seven and nine when I've met you. And I think what you're doing is really, really, really amazing. So thank you. Thank you. Bye. That's amazing. Thank you so much for joining us. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. I did. What did you learn from this episode? I learned that you all have to persevere through everything, even the things that you find hard. And I learned that I have inner gold inside of me and all of you have inner gold inside of you. Happy Easter everybody and I hope you have a good Easter. What are you going to do for Easter? I'm going to have lots of chocolates and sweets and spend time with Ray and my mummy and daddy. And we're also on Apple so please give us a five star rating and write a review. See you for our next episode. Bye!